Hi there, I'm Andrew Coburn, author of Andrew's weekly sports bulletin on Substack. This is a new podcast series accompanying that newsletter. But to start, I'll be sharing the long read articles I've written on that platform. Keep an eye out for more episodes in the future, but for now, enjoy the first instalment of Andrew's Sports Bulletin podcast. Episode 1. How far could you run in two hours? A long read on the scarcely believable new men's marathon record. The marathon is a bucket list item, 26.2 miles of mental and physical endurance considered to be one of the toughest sporting challenges. Imagine then that you're a relatively inexperienced marathon runner. You're a good athlete, sure, but you've only got two competitive events under your belt. What would your target be for your third race at this distance? I think few would look beyond setting a personal best as a reasonable goal. So how about setting the world record? And that's not just beating it, but smashing a full 34 seconds off a two-hour run. Well, that's what Kelvin Kipton did just two weeks ago in Chicago. The 23-year-old Kenyan completed his only third marathon ever in a time of two hours and 35 seconds. It's a genuinely staggering achievement and takes the event's record time within touching distance of that mythical two-hour barrier. So, for one of the landmark achievements in athletics, how does the newcomer take the sport by storm? 1. The Marathon 26.2 miles, or 42.2 kilometres, is an odd distance. It's 105.5 laps of a standard athletics track, and it's also further than the English Channel is wide. That means you can run from Dover to Calais and still not have completed a marathon. It's an insane distance for any athlete, let alone the average person. So why 26.2? Well, the inspiration for the modern marathon comes from ancient Greece, supposedly mimicking the near on 25 miles a Greek messenger ran from the site of Marathon to Athens to spread the news of an important victory over the Persians in 490 BCE. It's a nice commemorative touch then that the first race held at this distance ever staged was at the inaugural modern Olympics at Athens in 1896. I say commemorative for the original ancient Greek messenger purportedly died of exhaustion after completing this feat. This first marathon though was only 25 miles, so why the extra length to form the now recognised 26 and a little bit? Well, it's a case of the British being difficult, a historical pattern as old as time. With an official distance for the marathon never universally agreed, from the 1908 Olympiad in London, Queen Alexandra reportedly requested the race to begin on the lawns of Windsor Castle and finish in front of the Royal Box at the Olympic Stadium in Shepherd's Bush. The distance between the two? That happened to be 26.2 miles and it was that distance that stuck. Formally standardised in 1921, the marathon distance was now consistent and the completion time subsequently became breakable. Runners now had a time to aim for, and the record started tumbling. Two, the two-hour barrier. It was the American Johnny Hayes who was first over the line in 1908, with a very respectable time of two hours, 55 minutes and 18 seconds. But, as might be expected, over the next century, competitors ate away at his milestone lowering the international record by nearly an hour. As with all sports, there are myriad factors why progress occurs. Better nutrition, enhanced recovery regimes, professionalisation of the sport allowing for more training, 
and technological advances in training and race equipment have all played their part in improving times. As the world record has fallen over the years, the discourse around marathon running has gradually shifted from who can beat the record to who will smash the first sub two hour marathon. Eliud Kipchoge is widely considered the modern goat of men's marathon running, for his dominance in marathon events in the late 2010s and early 2020s. The Kenyan has two Olympic golds and broke the official marathon record in Berlin in 2018, clocking two hours, one minute and 39 seconds, a mere minute and a half from that elusive two-hour barrier. For the first time, there was genuine evidence to suggest that that final frontier was not just a fantasy, it was achievable. Legendary status like that of Roger Bannister's four-minute mile or Usain Bolt's 9.58 would await the first athlete to run the 26.2 miles in less than 120 minutes. So, when Nike and Kipchoge partnered up in 2019 for the INEOS 159 project, the aim was simple. Do whatever necessary to get the Kenyan across the line in, you guessed it, 1 hour and 59 minutes. In reality, this meant meticulous planning to create the perfect marathon race. Selecting a course as favourable as possible for Kipchoge was vital, with an asphalt circuit created in a park in Vienna. Containing no sharp turns, only smooth bends, there was no need to slow down when cornering and subsequently lose both energy and time. Vienna's location, in an adjacent time zone to Kipchoge's Kenyan training base, further minimised the effect on the athlete's circadian rhythm, enhancing his performance. An early morning in October was chosen for its likely gentle temperature and minimal impact for the elements, plus the city's low elevation maximised air oxygen levels and the flat course meant little to no variation in energy expenditure. In essence, no hills equals no problem. An elite team of 41 pacemakers was assembled, all professional distance runners, and unlike in normal competition, they substituted in and out to keep themselves fresh and keep Kipchoge on pace. Everything was organised to give the Kenyan superstar the best chance of success. And succeed he did. Kipchoge, with beaming smile and slapping his chest in jubilation, steamed across the finish line in 1 hour, 59 minutes and 40 seconds. He was the first man to run a marathon under two hours, but even with his jubilation, he knew his achievement would not count officially. This was a sanitisation of running, an experiment to test the limits of human endurance. It was not an open competition and so could not be ratified by the World Athletics governing body. Kipchoge improved his record once again in Berlin in 2022, posting a time of two hours, one minute and nine seconds but never broke that two-hour barrier in a registered event. But is that all about to change? Three, the new superstar. It's worth reiterating the monstrous challenge running 42.2k in under two hours represents. And I find that the best way to understand the enormity of this is to compare it to my own running times. I've been an avid runner for five years or so now, and I've never been super quick, and the longest run I've ever done is 15k, but I think it's probably fair to say that I'm a more regular runner than your average person. I've racked up nearly 2000k in that time, at different speeds and at different levels of fitness of course, but that total means I average around 400k a year. That's nearly 10 marathons worth of running in my legs every 12 months. And, with all that training, my best 5k time is just under 23 minutes, a pace of 4 minutes and 32 seconds per kilometre. Kipchoge's pace at the INEOS 159 event? 
2 minutes 50 seconds per kilometre. That means if Kipchoge was running my 5k with me at his pace, he'd beat me by 8 whole minutes with a finish time of 14 minutes and 10 seconds. That alone would be the 4th fastest park run ever, but astonishingly he'd then have the energy to run the same distance another 8 times at the same speed plus a little bit of extra distance on top. Frankly, it's mind-boggling. But, as we've said, Kipchoge's sub-two-hour marathon remains a science experiment. The location, the route, the paces, they all contributed to make his race as efficient as possible. And even for the best marathon runner in history, it took two attempts. There was an unsuccessful predecessor to Ineos 159, named Breaking 2, run at the Italian racetrack Monza in 2017. Trying to replicate this marathon feat unassisted is akin to trying to get the same identically precise results from your GCSE chemistry titrations in the nice sanitised lab outdoors at the behest of the wind and rain. Nearly impossible, right? And that's what makes Kelvin Kipton's recent race so special. On a winding course through downtown Chicago with no outside assistance, the Kenyan set a time that closed within a minute of Kipchoge's unofficial record two hours and a mere 35 seconds, in only his third marathon ever. That's like a cricketer breaking the all-time individual runs record, only the third time they've ever picked up a cricket bat professionally. To beat the fastest human of all time over 26.2 miles is brilliance, but to post three of the fastest six times in history, all within the last 12 months, is practically unbelievable. It's no flute though. Kiptum is indisputably the new king. So how did he do it? Of course, there's the marathon training programme, with Kiptum's coach revealing how his athletes' workloads surpassed 300k running a week in the month prior to his record. There's also incomplete research suggesting the predisposed genetic advantage East African heritage athletes have for endurance running. Kiptum is a member of the Kalenjin people, a group of tribes from Kenya, Uganda and Tanzania. Despite totalling a population similar to that of Scotland, runners from this region have amassed nearly 40% of all major long-distance running accolades since 1980. Yet, even with the hard graft and perhaps optimal physique, there's something else that's helping modern runners record astonishing times. Four, the technology. Let's not take anything away from Kelvin Kipton. He is, after all, the only person whose legs recorded that distance in that time. But he has undeniably benefited from the next generation technology in achieving his feat. So-called super shoes first appeared in 2016, where two of the medalists on the podium at the Rio Olympics sported the newly designed Nike Vaporfly 4%, named so for their ability to improve running economy, or the amount of oxygen consumed by a runner per minute, by 4%. Principally, these shoes are special for their technological innovation, and this manifests as the fabrication of a lightweight foam in the midsole and the addition of a carbon fibre plate. This foam is so energy efficient that rather than dispersing when slamming the pavement, it re-expands in a way that returns more or less 100% of the energy to the runner. The specific geometry of the added carbon plate then works with the foot to propel the runner forward with extra speed. Kiptum is benefiting from the latest variant of these super shoes, and experts think that athlete performances can be enhanced by as much as 10% by the new kicks. 
Most importantly, these high-tech shoes have been ratified by World Athletics. Unlike the polyurethrane hydrophobic suits banned by Swimming Federation FINA a decade ago, perhaps the most comparable revolution in recent sports technology, these new shoes fit within the governing body's stringent regulations. Armed with better shoes, runners are free to keep setting records that count. We touched in Chapter 2 on the professionalisation of distance running, and analysing the accompanying brand partnerships that come with that transformation are also essential to understanding how the Sub 2 race could be achieved. As well as individual runners vying for top spot, there's an additional commercial incentive to being the name attached to the world's leading athlete. Now, this phenomenon is of course common in all sports. Michael Jordan's line of basketball sneakers, for example, Air Jordans, was the largest shoe deal in history when he conceptualised the idea with Nike in 1984. It made Jordan 2.5 million per season for five years, and in turn, Nike made 126 million in sales from the first year alone. Kipchoge and his peers do not attain the same stratospheric levels of fame as other athletes, but there is an undeniable commercial benefit to superstar endorsements. With growing numbers participating in marathons year on year, the target market for super shoes grows too. The London Marathon, for example, saw 58,000 competitors race in 2023, up from 38,000 in 2015. An estimated 1 million people worldwide complete a marathon every year, and almost all wear specialist shoes to do so. Consumers recognise how technological advancements directly correlate to improved times, and are keen to see such results in their own competitions. After all, why wouldn't you want to shave valuable seconds off your personal best? Look at the next generation of Adidas shoes, worn by women's world record setter Tis Acefa at the 2023 Berlin Marathon. The snappily named Adizero Adios Pro Evo 1s, which retail at a mere $400 a pair and are designed to last just a single race, sold out within hours of public release. And that's why Nike, Adidas and a host of other manufacturers continue to invest in producing the most lightweight, most responsive and most efficient shoe. As long as there's a commercial benefit, technological innovation will continue and the marathon record will continue to fall. Five, the future. It seems inevitable then that a real sub two hour marathon will be recorded and sooner rather than later. Will Kelvin Kipton be the man to do so? To match Kipchoge in a race environment, even with the technology to support him, Kipton will need favourable conditions. Historically, the annual Berlin Marathon has been a happy hunting ground for record seekers. Its course is flat, it has few corners and has little elevation change. Plus, the climate also tends to be favourable. The average temperature for late September, when the race is held yearly, sits at around 15 degrees. When we think back to the criteria for course selection for the INEOS 159 event, Berlin seems the closest fit profile on the racing circuit. Kipton, assuming he avoids injury, also has his best running years ahead of him. Kipchoge was 34 when he set his first marathon world record and another year older still when he set his unofficial sub-two-hour success. What once appeared to be a pipe dream for aspiring athletes is now a tantalising reality. Aided by trailblazers of the past like Kipchoge, and benefiting from the most recent strides in technological innovation, 
it's surely only a matter of time before that two-hour mark is broken for good. The Berlin Marathon in 2024 is bookmarked in my calendar already. Let's see what Kelvin Kipton can do. Thanks so much for listening to the first episode of Andrew's Sports Bulletin podcast. If you enjoyed, please leave a like and drop a comment on the Substack. Subscribe to my written newsletter and share it with any friends that you think might find it interesting. I've been Andrew Coburn. Take care and I'll see you next time.